and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 235 of There's No Place A Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I'm Nixie. And I am Grace. Uh, and today we are watching SG1. Yes. Um, season 10. Uh-huh. Episode 2. Yes. Morpheus. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Snap Time. <laughs> <laughs> AKA the Knights Who Say Neat. Yeah, I like yours better. I actually had no AKA, so I was like, what am, what am I going to say? I actually have a better one that I thought of while I was writing my notes, and I was like, oh, let me go write this at the top of my page so I remember for the AKA, and then I didn't do that, and so now I don't remember the better one I thought of. So I, like, bet, it, I bet it's going to come to you while we're going. Like most AKAs, we yeah. come to it while we record. Yay! <laughs> And then I proceed to ask Grace on Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. what's the AKA for this episode? Um, <laughs> because um, I still don't write it down. The other, the, for me, there's my favorite meme that I like to share at work when I'm sick of answering everybody's questions. Uh-huh. Is I just put the the meme of the little girl at the beach. It's like, I take nap right here. Oh, I don't know that one, actually. Oh, my God. It's my favorite one. It's, um, I think it's, like, origin is this little girl who is, like, clearly exhausted and tantruming, and they're at the yeah, beach. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, I, I, I feel go. that part. <laughs> it's nap time, and she's like, I take nap right here. Right and here. And she just passes out in a wave. That sounds about right. Uh, so that's my other Guys, AKA. just don't sleep in waves. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you your brain does sleep clarify in that. waves. Your brain does sleep in waves. Don't sleep in a water wave. Don't, yeah, don't water sleep, don't water wave, don't water, don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Yeah, Um, (laughs) it's fine. I'm going to have a really tough time trying to not fall asleep while we talk about sleep. (laughs) Uh, and it's not because is I it, don't enjoy listening it's like to It's like not peeing while you're listening to the sound of water. Yeah, like it's, it's so suggestive. So caution if you're driving while <laughs> listening to this episode. <laughs> this episode may cause drowsiness. That's my AKA. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Do not operate this podcast. Do not operate heavy machinery while listening to this podcast. <laughs> I feel like that is uh, a clarification that should be on all of ours, though. <laughs> Just in general. That's true. So, any pop culture notes to share? Um. Uh, oh. Uh, it's all school, isn't it? Your brain's just school. Y- you know, I did. I did give. I did allow myself an hour of grace time. There this you week. go. And I watched the premiere episode of The Great British Bake Off. Which I have not seen yet, and I'm going to watch it later today. I won't ruin anything. It is so lovely. It's, um... I wish... I wish all reality TV was this kind. I know. Uh, I just like the kindness of it all. I think I'm going to try to bake my way through it this time. Oh. And, like, try to bake something, maybe... Because it's, it's releasing weekly, right? Yeah. So maybe I'm going to try to, like, each week bake something, something like that, that they that make. 
Uh, okay, there's if you do one of them, yeah, invite me over. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> the the technical challenge. There we go. You want the, the tech te- challenge? The technical challenge is actually one of my favorite things that I forget that I like. Okay, and is I it, go, oh yeah. I don't want to know what it is. Is it one that I you think I could bake? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I guess that is the first week. They're yeah, not, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. super difficult. Um, and it's all cake related. I do like cake. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Although I will be honest, I don't know if I need another cake right now. That's true because somebody celebrated birthdays. There's two cakes in my two fridge. Two cakes. Two cakes. You're always welcome to share. We love cake. I should have brought some over no, too, and I didn't even think of it either. <laughs> this is a house that loves cake. Yes. Uh, in fact, I almost bought a bunch of pumpkin baked good things from oh, pumpkin the is just like store. a weak spot of mine um i that, will fully admit grace knows this i am a basic bitch who wants pumpkin spice <laughs> everything i mean i'm not mad at actual pumpkin i just don't care i truly just don't like the way the lattes taste well you just have to get the right latte i don't like the starbucks ones okay. i will say that there okay. is a local place here that you know of yeah. that makes on point pumpkin spice lattes gotcha um also i'm just gonna make my own and when i do i'll bring you over I some like it. of the homemade pumpkin spice mix i make that has real pumpkin i'm in gonna it. do it um i guess the other pop culture thing that i did do while while working was listen to critical role Yes. Ah, ah, for those we'll of you there. who are caught up with Critical Role to the current episode, you are internally screaming as I am. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I try, we absolutely do not want to spoil it for anyone. No, okay, so skip like a minute. <laughs> skip like a minute if you're a Critical Watcher or a Critical Role watcher and you have not watched episode 111 of Campaign 2. Ready? Um, warning. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, this is not Molly Mock. Oh, hundred percent no. And this is our big bad. I don't even for know. For the middle of the season. I would. I. Uh, I don't know if it's Lucian or if it's someone else. Like if it's a whole new personality. I think it's Lucian come back together with his soul. Like in the 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 whatever I forget the name of the 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 city the other oh. planar city. Uh, the the one that we think it the think it is it's like or something or something I think he's Aor like, yeah Aor. I think he's the guy from there yeah and uh, if they get in his way then the the mighty nine are going to be in a lot of trouble all I know is Talison has a lot of smirks on his face so many smirks so many smirks um, um, but uh, internal screaming I knew he wouldn't be there that's all I knew all I knew is he wasn't going to be there yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, you bet your ass are gonna go try to find him. I mean, we know it's not Molly didn't take his coat. Yeah. Okay, you are clear of Critical Role spoilers now. No more spoilers. Come You're back safe. to the fold. You're safe. Um, um, that's all I did, and then I watched Ferris Bueller and I wrote a paper on ethics about him. Nice. The end. My favorite part of Ferris Bueller is uh-huh. the Red Wings jersey. <laughs> I mean, Cameron is my favorite part of Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. I guess, technically. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what I'll say to that. So, my big thing I've been watching all week um, is I have been catching up on the final three, three? Three seasons I had not seen of Orange is the New Black. Oh. Which I will fully admit, I started watching when it first premiered um, because of one Kate Mulgrew. 
okay. is essentially why I started watching the and series. Janeway herself. Janeway herself, um, which I'll pretty much watch anything if Kate Walker is involved because <laughs> it's. But well, she's kind of great. Too. She is super great. Yeah. She's also really great in this series. Yeah. Her character yeah. arc is amazing. She's no, she's no joke. Uh, she's got them acting chops, yo. A little bit. As do many on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm watching, I just started the final season of Orange is the New Black. I didn't realize there was more seasons There's happening. There's seven seasons. Okay. Now, I had seen the first four. Okay. And at the time, that's as, as many as there were. Yeah. Um, and I just haven't, it's a show, it's one of those shows where I like to save and binge. Yeah. So I don't watch necessarily the new seasons when they came, come out. Yeah. I have interest in... It's one of those ones... It's like Walking Dead. I have interest because I'm in invested with the characters and, like, I want to see how it ends, but it's not one where I needed to go and watch it when they come. Yeah. <laughs> so it's those ones where I save when... Do I have anything else to watch? Sure, no? Yeah. I'll finish the show now. Um, I'm trying to remember how far I got. I... Well, let, tell me what happened, and I'll tell you how far it is. Well, okay, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched. It was yeah. definitely through the season after Poussey was killed. Okay, so you saw the riot. Yeah. Okay, then you watch, you have two seasons left. Okay, okay. If you watched through the end of that. Oh, got it, okay. Yeah. I think at some point it, it, it fell apart a little. I I will. This sixth season is definitely a a change in tone. Okay. I mean, season five with the riot was already a strong change in tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I got through most of it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Um, and then the other big pop culture thing uh, this week is I was amongst the many people. Who was successful in pre-ordering an Xbox. Yay, Nixie. And I did not, we were wavering of which Xbox to get. Uh, Did I need the big fancy one? And I don't know why I was kidding myself. I, we pre-ordered the big fancy one. Nice. So what's the difference in the two Xboxes? There's some computing power, there's size difference, um, there's Uh some frame rate differences, uh, but the the big thing is there's no disk drive in the smaller one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm someone who really likes to have the disk of games. Okay. I not a, I don't necessarily love only owning it on download. Sure. Um, because I like the physical thing. Yeah. In case something happens. Okay, I feel that. Uh, I'm getting better with only owning things on a cloud. But I still, if given the choice, would rather the physical object. You like having stuff. I do. We're going to wait because that's what we do. As Like I told Brother Matt. Yeah. As a seasoned PlayStation <laughs> veteran. Yes. You wait. You don't get the first gen. <laughs> and, I, uh, and, and I will fully admit, I think people have gathered on the show enough. When it comes to gaming, I am someone who father, follows my younger brother's example and things. <laughs> Um, but I have gotten further in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Amazing. Yes. Okay. And uh, I think that's the major, the major pop culture things for this week. Otherwise, it is time to get the show on the road. I'm looking at why my levels are so low. Oh. But I think I'm just low. Can no one hear Grace? They can hear me. I'll, okay. f- I'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Fix it in post. Alrighty.
July 21st, 2006. Uh, this was written by Joe and Paul, directed by Andy Makita. Um, does Robert Ricardo count as a guest star in anything these days in Stargate? Robert Ricardo is just everywhere. Robert Ricardo just Oh, is oh how appropriate. Robert I Ricardo. said Robert Ricardo <laughs> and a wild... <laughs> Domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse appears. For those of you who don't know, is a giant fan of, of Star Robert Trek Picardo. Voyager. Say, say the line. Say the line. Say the line that you like to yell. Hey, that's Robert Ricardo. Isn't he on Stargate? Get back on Stargate, Robert Ricardo. <laughs> so that's our new line. Because I was like, we're watching Voyager. Yeah. And I was like, is that the guy from Stargate? <laughs> The chevrons are locking. The chevrons are locking. <laughs> because that's 100% Robert Ricardo's line. So now he, he's decided to flip it. Yes. So Robert Ricardo is no longer counted as a guest star. No, at Robert all. Ricardo, the guy from Stargate, as we all know and love. Uh, that was a perfect timing. <laughs> It's like you planned it, but you didn't. No, I think Robert Picardo planned it. Robert Picardo did plan it. I mean, he is part of the Planetary Society. Planning is literally in Planetary uh, Society. That's why it is. The Planetary yeah. uh-huh. Society. Uh-huh. See how I like made that nice connection there? Yep. I've been, I'm admiring the wall of dirt on my dog. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that he is fully a black dog so it's like the white dirt sand yeah. the dirt real shows up on him yeah drake could be stealth about that sand yeah. he's sand colored yeah My so saharan dog. we do have a couple uh guest stars though we have a couple of red shirts if you we will. have a couple red shirts um two of the red two red shirts um robin mosley plays dr ramir we have seen him on stargate did oh. he look familiar the doctor? The doctor who has a heart attack. I want to say Spoilers. he does, but he doesn't because I just always fall in with whatever they are being in the moment. It's totally fine. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Go all the way back to the episode Window of Opportunity. Holy shit. He was the guy pressing the buttons trying to save his wife. That's amazing. Yes. That's a long time ago. Uh-huh. Another huh. red shirt. Our first red shirt who dies, Lieutenant Ackerman. Uh, is played by Patrick Gilmore, who I will say, you have not seen in Stargate yet. Okay. But you will see him in Stargate oh, again. Interesting. Um, he is also, uh, you've seen him in Travelers and in a small role in Cabin in the Woods, one of my favorite horror films ever. Cabin in the Woods is a great fucking movie. Who is he playing Cabin in the Woods? He's like, he's just one of the guy, like a, a monster wrangler. Like, it's okay. a really, really okay. small part. Another red shirt. It's another red shirt. Got it. Uh, and then Ben Ratner, who plays Vala's foil for the episode. I loved him. Tell me they have a real life connection, because their chemistry was great. It was not. Uh, he's yeah. been a number of episodes of Travelers as Dr. Teslia and some Eureka. He has an extremely, extremely long list of guest star roles. Going back to, like, Seven Days and Sliders and Mantis, like, you have seen him before. Jesus. For sure. Javis. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really liked I liked him. They had a great back and forth. Yeah. So previously on Stargate SG-1. Okay. Uh, the Ori ships have arrived in our galaxy. Vala has given birth to the Orisai. 
And before that, even, we found out that Merlin was making a weapon that could kill Ascended Beings, and there were three plants they could be on, Castellana, Seal, and Vegombre. It's, uh, the shitstorm. Got it. Yep. So Teal'c arrives at the start of the episode in his full, very decadent robes. Oh, yeah. Without any delay. No high. No nothing. Nope. Just immediately goes to Cam, Sam, and Vala. Go, yes, six more worlds have fallen to the Ori. So I want to take a minute and discuss Vala's hair in this episode. It is an entity of its own. It, is it alive? Yes. Like, I'm convinced it's a wig. It's so outrageous. I think the part that I am most jealous of Claudia Black is that that is her actual hair. Uh-huh. And I want it to be my hair. It's so goddamn... Not that I'm one to, like, yeah. complain. It's just fucking black and thick. Listen, I have been saying since day one, and I couldn't say it, there's clearly one person for you to cosplay in <laughs> like in it. Stargate. I will take it. <laughs> you can cosplay as Claudia Black all day long. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, so he also says that those who have witnessed these battles on these six worlds have said they are led by a woman of extraordinary power that Teal tells directly to Vala. Like you made this uh, out of your loins. Literally, you made this. Yeah, I make this. If I ever have a child, I'm going to embarrass it by doing that. <laughs> I made this. I made this. <laughs> so they walk and talk. Those six plants fell in eight days. Yikes. And... Those that's only with like the couple ships that they have here in this galaxy. I was gonna make some awful biblical jokes and be like, <laughs> and on the eighth day they rested. <laughs> I'm gonna walk away. Just, I gotta go. You're just gonna leave that there. Yep. Walk away. I'm just gonna kick it into that and punt it. I'm gonna yeet it into the atmosphere. <laughs> it's fine. So that is when Daniel comes running around the hall, full excitement. He full on Daniel. We haven't seen this this Daniel in a while. I was again going to make a very timely Critical Role reference that uh-huh. only a few people would get Do if it. you've seen the most recent episode. He goes full Beauregard Lionette. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He goes full Charlie Day. Full Charlie Day. He goes full. There is a board in his office. This with goes all the red, way to the top. With red yarn and circles and sticky notes. <laughs> and I would make the joke about the guy going, it was aliens, but that's way too timely for Stargate. It's too on the nose. It's too on the nose. Yeah. Um, so... He comes in full excitement. Mm -hmm. I know that mode. I get in this mode. This is the mode that I get when I get excited. And I assume that everyone else knows the base of knowledge that I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm going to start using, again, to pull from Critical (laughs) Role, the the Travis line where Uh he goes, slow down. You're going hypoxic. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Um, He made a connection. Sir Gawain. Sir Gawain. To... uh, Listen, for the next segment here, I apologize to anyone who speaks Welsh, who is Welsh, who's been to Wales. Who's looked at... Who's looked at Wales on a map. I apologize (laughs) to everyone. Who's eaten a Welsh grape. (laughs) I apologize. But he makes a quick connection from Sir Gawain to welcome me. 
to Colex to Oldwin to versus Genbri and Sam's like, you people think I am hard to understand. Uh-huh. Daniel translates. He has the gate address to Vegombre. Yay, we did it. That they understand and credits. So to, to, to pre-get to what Daniel touches very, very briefly on in the uh, briefing room scene here next. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Sir Gawain, we've heard of. Yes. Yes. Most of the legends, he is actually uh, Arthur's nephew. Yeah. The son of his sister, Morgause, and the king of Lot of Orkney. Yeah. And his name in Welsh is frequently given as Welcomeer. Which is the name that we just tried to say. Yes. Okay. So, Welcome is like a Welsh myth- mythological hero. Okay. Uh, and there is an old Welsh-like tale, okay, romance tale, oh. called, ready for this, Cawulf and Olwen. This Cawulf a person? That is actually the name that Daniel of a, said. Of a person? Okay. It, it is. It's a person. And Olwen is a person. Uh-huh. This is the one that Daniel referenced, and he references it roughly again later when he's talking about looking for the lost love. Yes. It's from the 11th century, and it actually looks like this is one of the earliest references to the Arthur story. Mm. So I'm going to read you the summary. Now, in relation to Arthur, he's like his BFF, right? It's like, like other- BFF and nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was one of the more honorable of the knights. Yes. Like, yeah. Sir Gawain has always been like, I mean, he's no Sir Lancelot. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, tell me. Okay, so this is this is a summary from Wikipedia. Oh, boy. And I apologize again for any pronunciations. <laughs> So, Caliph's father, King Clyded, loses his wife. I'm not even going to attempt that one. The king loses his wife. His loses his wife after a difficult childbirth. Okay, so okay. he remarries, and the young Caliph rejects, like, the stepmother, because evil fucking stepmothers. Um, okay. And the stepmother wants to, like, pair him off with his new stepsister. Okay, so this kid's dad remarries this yeah. lady, and uh-huh. the lady's like, hey, I'm gonna go full soap opera. Yeah. You should marry my daughter. Uh-huh. And he's like, fuck all of this shit. Yes. Okay. And so the new queen puts a curse on him. Okay. That he can marry no one except for the beautiful Olwen. Olwen is the daughter of a giant. I'm not oh. even gonna try to pronounce this giant's name. King Giant, okay? King Giant. So, he's never seen her. Okay. But he becomes infatuated with her because of the curse. Okay. And his father is like... So he's now in love with a giant. He's in love with a giant. Like, it's basically a, a giant princess. I'm in love with a giant. Okay. Um, and his dad's like... That sounds like a like a, like a punk pop love song that yes, I want to write. 100%. I'm in love with a giant. <laughs> and I like it. I'm in love with a giant. Um... So his dad is like, look, you're not going to go find this giant that you love if you don't take your cousin, Arthur. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fine, you can go, but take take your yes. insert sibling here. Uh-huh. No, I was that sibling for my sister. So the the, the young um, Kawuf goes to find his cousin and heads to the court in Cornwall. Okay. Arthur's like, I'm totally going to help you. 
for sure's. Um, but I'm not going to lend you my sword with a fancy name or my other ornaments or my wife. Okay. Yes. I don't know why you would send your wife to go help your I didn't realize cousin. you could lend a wife. Like, look, I realize that this is the medieval. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Middle Ages. But a wife uh, what do you do when you lend a wife? What are you lending her out to do? To wifely duties? Probably wifely duties. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So he sends six of his finest warriors, which I'm not even going to butcher their names to you, but one of them is, like, Guacame. Okay. So one of them is Gawain. And, like, they have all these fancy skills. They get some more people. They go to get ready. Um, and they meet some relatives that Alwyn knows and is like, yeah, we'll totally set up a meeting for you and the, the giant princess. Okay. So you can, like, woo her. Sure. And Alwyn's like, yeah, he's cute for a human. I will totally marry you, <laughs> but you have to get my uh, dad to agree. Yeah. So he grows a beanstalk. Uh-huh. And so basically he puts forth, you can marry my daughter if you complete these 40 tasks. Yay, just 40, that's all. Yeah. And impossible sounding tasks, including obtaining the basket of some ruler of a sunken land off Wales, who, by the way, this guy is the father of the foster father of Taliesin. Jaffe. We know. Yeah, <laughs> clearly Jaffe. <laughs> Who's been alive since yes. the 1100 AD. 100%. 100%. <laughs> also, he has to go hunt some, like, chief boar and, like, only, um... Only a few of these tasks is finished. Instead, the giant chieftain is killed, and and so the two can marry because dad. He's like, what if I just kill you instead? <laughs> Basically, instead of doing all the work you ask of me. Yeah, it's like it's like burning the house down instead of cleaning it. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, got it. So the so the story that he references is is a prince and a giant princess and their love story. <laughs> How exciting. And murder. It has everything you could want. It's got murder. It's got giants. Uh-huh. It's got... The, the hottest club is... What's her name again? Oh, Alwyn? Yeah. Yeah. New York's hottest club is Alwyn. <laughs> it's got everything you need. Giant murder. <laughs> giants and uh, murder. Yeah. Giant vaginas? Listen, I'm not even going to go into how that would work. I'm already here. <laughs> it all depends on when you say giant, what type of giant do you mean? Yeah, like how giant is Are we giant? talking like a Futurama Snoo Snoo? Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's... It's that's going to be giant. It's uh, pretty giant. Um, I don't... Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I, okay. bro I broke. I broke. We're heading back to Stargate now. Yes. So in the briefing room scene, Daniel tells him about his process, and uh, he would have never time to go through Merlin's whole library yes. as much as he would want to. Yep. So he had to narrow the search pattern, and he focused on Sir Gawain. Cam's like, of the knights who say knee? Yes. Good job. I mean, most of my Arthurian legend does come 
from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know, it's funny because you think that Cameron enjoys good comedy, but then what he says later is like, oh, he yeah, just no, enjoys comedy. Yeah. Good and terrible. Good and he does say he regrets it, though. Mm. So Daniel ignores Cam. Uh-huh. Uh, he was neither on table. And he tells a story, like, in Old Welsh, about yeah. a story about the lost love, and one of the places he went on in this adventure uh, is, again, to save you from listening to me butcher a beautiful language, um, it goes to one of the places they went to on the adventures to get the dragon princess was yep. translated to the land of royal truth. Yay! And when you translate that into ancient, Varys Gembri, which is essentially... Vengombray. And I'm guessing Vala was helping in the research because she's so excited when she gets to hand Daniel the books. Oh, yeah. I think she's just excited to be here. 100%. Happy to be here. So they need a gate address, right? Yep. So looking for Gawainish things in Merlin's library, he found a whole book on him and his adventures. I mean, when you can find that word to do control F on, 100%. it really makes your research go faster. So much easier. Yeah. And one of the books has a picture of a sword. The sword has some very ancient-y writing on it. Bow, bow, bow. Literally, it's a gated dress on the sword. Yay. And they won't actually know if it's um, Van Gombray until they go check it out. And then Landry goes, make it so. Essentially. They do talk about the Ori Supergate. They haven't been able to dial out. Uh-huh. So they figured it stopped on the Ori side. Sure. Um, and Landry gives... SG one the go ahead says make it so, but Vala finds out she cannot make it so. This next part, I'll let you get there and yeah. then I'll explain what it felt like. She uh, she's not on SG one. She's not going anywhere. Damn it. So Daniel goes and has a little closed door session with Landry, and mm-hmm. pressing upon him about like you know how I feel about Vala. Which should impress upon you how strongly I feel like that Vala needs to be on the field with us. Yep. Yes, she's lied. She's stolen. She's cheated. She's misrepresented herself. She's lied. Um, but she's also risked her life. Also, did I say she's lied? She has lied. A few times. But again, she risked her life to tell us the information on the Ori. Yep. She um. We thought she had sacrificed herself to try to stop the Supergate. Um, And listen, you, as leader of SGC, can put pressure on the Pentagon and convince her she is worth putting trust in. Like, ten years ago, General Hammond did the same thing with Teal. Yep. It can be done. Basically, Daniel's like, hey, can my friend come with us? Yes. And Landry's like, this is the crazy friend. Uh-huh. The one that gets you guys in trouble a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Vala's the bad influence friend. Yes. But Daniel's like, I know my friend. She's a good people. And eventually, like, your parents are like, oh, actually, my friends, my kid's a piece of shit. And you're actually a good friend to them. Yeah. Um, I don't know which friend I was. <laughs> but I'm here now. Um, but And Daniel Riley points out... Teal, yeah, had a lot of, like, really good knowledge that could help them. But Vala does, too. She's literally the mother of the Orisai. Seriously. Like, that could come into heavy play. Yeah. She may be the key to stopping them. She's got, she can pull that mom voice. She can. Mm-hmm. And not that she'd listen, though. Well, that's fair. And Landry knows, 
look, if I push this issue and she gets permission, like, it's gonna be Landry who's held responsible for her actions. And Daniel sort of goes to leave thinking he's lost this battle. Yeah. And Landry just goes, that's why he's gonna be counting on Daniel to keep her in line. Yes! Yes! <laughs> so Daniel finishes gearing up. Yep. And he explains to Vala that no, she can't go off world now. Um, she's been given permission to undergo the psyche vow. Yeah. To try to be able to go off world. Yeah. Or as Vala puts it, to find out if she's. Oh. <laughs> I do love how much she fights the psyche vow. It's. Oh. Here's the thing, I can't say that I wouldn't try to do the same thing. <laughs> I think I've had enough psyche vows in my life that I'm like, it's fine. Whatever yeah. you need. Maybe I'm just not scared of my weird parts anymore. I'm just saying, like, I would try to think of the best answers for certain questions. <laughs> I keep thinking of the inkblot test and I'm like, oh. I think my answer would be nothing. Inkblot test, nothing. I would definitely, like, maybe not say my first thought, because my, my, it's an advantage, my brain works so fast, I can, like, here's my first thought, put that aside. Is there a second thought? Does that sound more sane than the first thought? Okay. Oh. We'll say that one. <laughs> Whereas I'd be like, a monster? <laughs> It looks like an ink blot. <laughs> it looks like ink. They all look like butterflies. Yeah, basically. Uh, Vala is like, great. It's a test. I just have to pass. It's pass fail. I'm going to use your computer to go uh, do some research while you're away. And Daniel's <laughs> like, hey, could you not? Because there's some sensitive info on there. My point's on there. Also, you can't access it without my password. And Vala's just walking away like, Daniel, two things, okay? Oh. A, do you seriously think that she doesn't already have your password? Yeah. Yeah. And B, how have you not given her her own laptop at this point? Just so just she doesn't touch your shit. Exactly. That's exactly right. Just give her, like... Like, what is 2006? Give her, like, a freaking, like, one of the, the, oh, what was it? Like, they had the Google Chromebooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give her one of those things that just has the internet. That's all she needs. That's plenty. For Vala to cause trouble? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's necessary. Make sure she doesn't have your credit card and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I do love how she's like, bye, I'm going to play with all your toys while you're gone, bye. And then at the same time, Cam is just, like, dragging him in to the gate room, and he, like, reluctantly takes the gun. It's too late. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's done. Oh! I now remember what my AKA was. What? Welcome to Barovia. (laughs) That is a good one. That is the AKA I thought of. Yes. I do like the mess. Another D&D reference. Welcome to Barovia. Nice. For those of you who don't know, uh, there is mysterious, uh, super creepy fog in that it's the mess. game that is super creepy, and this is very much what the entire place looks like. Uh, yeah, it's gray and, and terrible, and everybody's Mostly terrible. Dead. Mostly terrible. 
Um, okay. Yeah, mist, abandoned buildings, dead trees, and as Cam puts it, deader than a Texas salad bar. Oh. Vala is in Daniel's office. Yes. At his computer, taking notes, and Landry comes to visit. He just wanted to see how she was doing. And laughs a bit at the what the fuckery do you think you're doing when she's like, I'm researching the correct answers for the psyche valve. Let me just point something out that's really important, okay? Yes. The last person known to have attempted to study for a psyche valve yeah. that I am aware of uh-huh. was Ed fucking Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vala? So you are not doing yourself any favors. I'm sure there have been other people who By studied studying for psyche the right answers of a psyche valve and use the famous or well known yeah, yeah, documented yeah. cases. Because I'm sure lots of people, you know. Yeah, but the, like the last documented case of a person <laughs> studying for a psyche valve in order to pass. Yeah. And manipulate the people giving the Listen, test. Listen, if you just it, it just go, hey, Vala, go look up. Ed Kemper, and that will keep her busy for a number of hours. Oh, she would definitely get into that. 100%. Yeah. So, but to Vala, this is a battle of wits. Uh-huh. Okay, she already has answers to some of the trick questions, like, for example, what is your biggest flaw? And to her, the correct answer would be she's too much of a perfectionist because it's that positive spin that she subtly puts in there. <laughs> is she... Is she actually just looking up tips for how to, to interview for a job? Probably. Yeah. I mean, to her, that's probably a psyche valve. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and Landry just eye rolls and leaves. And by the way, the second question about being in the desert and seeing a tortoise lying its back in the sun, did mm-hmm. that sound familiar to you? Yes, but I couldn't figure out, like, not enough for me to sit on okay. it. Um, it is from a movie from Blade Runner. Oh. And that is one of the questions put forth to see if someone is a replicant or not. Oh, interesting. Although Vala's answer is is because you are also a tortoise. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> Which I mean, accurate. Accurate. If you are also a tortoise on your back. Yeah. Sad. So back in Vegan Bray, the team is just creeping around this horror film set. That was exactly what I called it. I call it the SG-1 Horror Murder House. Yeah. No, this is definitely not any place I ever want to be. This is where I want to go. This was very much a Grace episode. (laughs) I don't want to be anywhere near this place. I want to hang out here. I was really hoping for a jump scare or two. Yeah, that's the last thing I needed. (laughs) Um, And Daniel finds the skeletal remains of two people in bed. Clearly they've been there a while. Yeah, they're, like, mummified. Yeah, and sometime later they realize that pretty much the whole village is skeletons, and most of them are in bed, and they call a medical team to try to figure out why. And this whole thing immediately reminds me of the planet Miranda from Serenity, from the Firefly film. Oh, gosh. I haven't fucking thought of that in a hundred years. Well, the the reason it is is because, yes, you had some people who reacted poorly to the drug, and they became the Reavers. Uh-huh. But most of the people on the planet just kind of shut down to the part where they just kind of didn't have the energy to do... They just gave, they stopped, just basically. Gave up. And basically fell asleep and died wherever they were. Yeah. I guess it's the nicer way to go of the two options. True. To just go bad. Exactly. Yeah. 
So Daniel found a library because, of course, Daniel found the library. Yeah. And is researching. And fun thing, according to legend, there is a cave nearby. Yeah. Which was home to one Morgan Le Fay. We know this name. Thankfully, Teal doesn't, so that Daniel can explain to the audience and those few people out there who have not heard of Morgan Le Fay. It's like magic of the spell, but yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she is powerful sorceress, quote unquote. Uh-huh. And Arthur's half-sister. And sort of Merlin's rival. Yeah. Uh, this is, again, I will something where... I can't remember if you said that you had read The Mists of Avalon. No, I have okay. not read The Mists of Avalon. Can you 100% please put that on your list as the next book to read? I am putting it on my list now. Thank I'm- you. Because, for seriously... You need, you of all people need to read The Mists of Avalon. Yeah, yeah. And Merlin, we know, was ascended. So what if Morgan Le Fay was also ascended? I mean, she is also power people. 100%. Power people. And maybe she knew how dangerous the weapon was. Uh-huh. And then she took it and she hid it. And clearly we have to find this fucking cave. So okay. they go out and... I'm adding it to my book list now. Please do. So they go out and search for said cave. And we hear from Ackerman, who has already at this point been up for 18 hours straight. Yeah, that's that's not good. Because the other team was on a... Sounds like a medical relief mission, mm-hmm. giving inoculations on another planet. Oh, and then he yeah. was pulled directly here without a break. So like, yeah. the whole med team has been up a while already. I mean, that's kind of a problem, too. 100%. How is there only one med team that we had to pull yeah. these guys? Yeah. For sleep plot reasons. That's yes. why. Uh, okay, relax, Cicada. <laughs> that one was a little rough. Okay. Uh, and so Teal'c stops and notices there's no birds. There's no cicadas, so clearly it's not here. Yeah. There's no animals. Guys, There's we're, no nothing. we're fine. We are not in danger. Oh, dear God. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's super fucking creepy on this planet. Yeah. Back at the SGC, Vala just comes right out of the gate uh-huh. with her introductions to Dr. Hutchinson. I could quote word for word everything Vala says, but let's just say she answers how are you feeling with the most scripted, wiki, buzzword filled answer. It's just nothing but jargon. <laughs> nothing but psych jargon. It is insane. I caught a couple of the words. I was like, I know that one, I know that one. Oh, I don't know that one. It just, it, it clearly does not smell of anyone who's trying too hard at all. No, it's not scripted at all. Hutchinson clearly can't see through this. No. He's not the smartest. I mean, if he's at the SGC, he's no fucking, no. you know, new kid Slouch. on the block, if you will. Yeah. But Ovala. <laughs> that is that is a case of rolled for perception. Yeah. Got like maybe a three. Uh-huh. But is just living like it's Going a 20. Going it down. Going it down. <laughs> Well, she rolled a 20 in performance. Yes. The, but she just rolled shit in per- yeah. perception. Like, she has a very shitty perception. 100%. So she thinks it went great. Thinks it went fantastically. 
Uh, so they find the cave on Big Ombre, and there's nothing in here. And mm-hmm. since it's getting dark, they're going to head back to the village. And Ackerman has already sat down for a small nap. Don't. And there is a great transition here from the cave back to Vala and Hutchinson. Vala and the Inkblots, which is the name of my new band. Oh, the Inkblots. Vala. Oh, yeah, it's just Vala. And then there's like an Inkblot playing the drums. <laughs> and then an Inkblot that is a stand-up bass. Yeah, 100%. And then there's no guitar. There's just an Inkblot... <laughs> behind a keyboard. Okay. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, and the inkblots. So Vala is saying things like courage, respect. I mean, at least like (laughs) fudge it a little. When you have all the answers to the test, you put a couple wrong ones. (laughs) And uh, Hutchinson's like, yeah, no, but seriously, you look at this and you think respect. Here's the thing with inkblots. You have to be fucking honest with me. Yeah. Like, no one is judging this. There are no wrong answers. <laughs> and he's follows like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I totally get it. I'm, I'm, I, w- I will give you honest answers. Yeah. Next one. Kindness. <laughs> Fartsness. <laughs> Fartsness might at least be an accurate answer. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a dog with a, with a gecko in his mouth. Oh. And it's... Snack time. Okay, bye. <laughs> I just needed everybody to know that. Um, and he's done, and he takes a drink. Clearly, Hutchinson <laughs> knows he has to be more creative with these things. I do love that the only thing in his briefcase are ink blots. He's like, I brought my ink blot briefcase. <laughs> I didn't pack my everything else briefcase. Oh, don't eat that here. Don't eat that at me. <laughs> so. Back in the village, uh-huh. Daniel is poring over more books, trying to find anything. And Ken comes in. He goes, look, our medical team is wrapping up. We're going to end up doing the same. Yep. And Daniel knows there has to be something here. This can't just be a dead end. But yes, it's probably best to come back in the morning, fresh-eyed, bushy-tailed. And that must be nice. Uh-huh. Go out, do your adventuring. But then you get to come back home to the SGC to sleep. Yeah. For meals, take a shower, then go back out the next day. Would be a great if to just do that. It's a normal it's work commute. It's just a commute. day job. <laughs> it's just a day job. It's a normal work commute. Yeah. Here I go gate jumping again. But as they prep to leave, they can't find Ackerman. Oh, boy. Cam does find him asleep in a chair in someone's house, and he won't wake up. Hmm. And when Cam taps him, he just... No, he chair. goes down hard. He goes that down is real commitment. Hard. That's yeah. hard to pretend to do that. Yes. Good job to that actor. And later, the best diagnosis that Dr. Ramirez can say is that he's asleep. Super asleep. He's not in a coma. He's just sleeping. He has all the stimuli reactions. He's just sleeping. Boy, you would think that would be easy to just. And here's what I wonder. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. So they have no clue why they can't wake him up. Yeah. And, and Ramir is going to send out for more equipment for the SGC to run some tests. He doesn't want to do these at the SGC because all their blood work is now showing elevated white blood cell count. Hey, hey, we're all going to die. And high serotonin levels. I mean, those are usually feel-good things. It is. Well, at least we're going to feel great dying. 
whatever is going on, everyone is already infected. And we have no clue if it is what killed the villagers. But one thing is for damn sure, everyone should stay awake. Yeah. We are now Team No Sleep. And we see Landry and Cam FaceTiming, and Cam's like, do not send any more people even in hazmats. Like, yeah. we don't know what the fuck this is. Let's do what we can first. <laughs> I like how they're like, okay, have fun. Here's some meth. Basically, yeah, okay. Cam arrives at the house, uh, and, and he has, has a box, compliments of Dr. Lamb. Yeah. That should help them stay awake. Here's a bunch of speed. With some pills that Cam doesn't know what they mean. They're going to go full Jesse Spano and save by the bell. <laughs> But they also have caffeine pills and coffee. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I just can't hide it. I'm so scared. Sorry, still the greatest line ever. In, in Saved by the Bell, when she has too many caffeine pills and it's like a very special episode. Oh, really? And she's pretending to be fine because they're supposed to be shooting this like music video for the song. I'm uh-huh. so excited. And she starts to break down and she goes, I'm so scared. And it's like, dude. Wow. Wow. Um, is this where I made have still never seen a single episode of Saved by the Bell? Yeah. No, that's why I'm explaining it okay. to you. Thank you. Uh-huh. I have seen all the episodes of Boy Meets World. <laughs> the better of the two shows. <laughs> not at even... I don't even think they're the same generation. They're, but... they're not. I think that's the whole point of, like, I've seen all the episodes I think this Boy is the, the benefits of growing up with an older sister. Yeah, I was the older. Yeah. We have a few years between us, plus I was the older. Yeah. You know? And okay. so, yeah. So, if you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the med team, one of the red shirts grabs some caffeine pills and downs them. He's been up to... He's been up for close to 40 hours at this point. Yikes. So, everyone has pulled all-nighters, of course, naturally, but Sam's like, this seems worse than normal. It's like the infection wants you to sleep. Yep. So Cam and Sam down some pills. Teal'c is going to rely on citratonin, which makes sense because Teal'c's body is a temple. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't, I don't fuck with any of your shit. I am a monk. Which makes total sense. Yeah. He's like, I got my tritonin. Mm-hmm. That is it. He's the guy who's like, I'm just going to drink a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> I have a headache. I'm not going to... I've sprained my ankle and there's severe pain. I'm just going to walk it off. Yeah. I'm just going to drink a lot of water. Get some... Ra- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a person who drinks water for a headache. I'm like, bitch, please, give me some Tylenol. <laughs> I'm drinking water Extra str- with, with the Motrin. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. So Cam checks in with Dr. Ramir, which, you know, maybe give your head doctor trying to figure this shit out some happy pills. Yeah, a little bit. When they arrive? The second he gets there. Can you, like, dose him up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On some speed. So Ackerman is now in a slow wave sleep, like deep, deep sleep. So it's funny. Most people think of like REM as being deep sleep. Mm-hmm. It's not. No, REM is rapid eye movement. REM is actually close to waking up. Yeah. It's kind of why usually you wake up in the middle of your dreams. Yeah. Uh, he, this is this is like the the deep sleep. Yeah. This is like the level four, crazy deep. And when you're in your deep sleep, your brainwaves are like... It's like like you're basically in stasis. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's why they're so hard to wake up. Yeah. And you go through... So when you're in that deep sleep, your brainwaves are these low, synced up things. Uh When you're in REM sleep, your brainwaves are like scattered. Yeah. Because you're thinking about shit. Yep. Uh, And it's actually really critical for people to have that REM sleep. 
it's kind of, I didn't dig into it, but there's like a whole wave of study about using like using REM sleep as like tr- like in a treatment cycle for different things like anxiety and depression and things like that for specific causes. Well, that's the thing, right? Is is your you know, sleep is when your body recharges. Yeah. We know that. We understand that physically. But mentally, it's also so think of it this way, right? It's like your your brain's working all the time. It's 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 creating, 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 yeah. creating, doing, connecting stuff. So this this time during your sleep cycle is when your brain goes through and sorts the files, if you will. Yes. It's kind of like it's organizing pieces, which is why sometimes your it's, your dreams relate to things you've seen. Or it's fi- doing all the admin work. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. It's doing all of that. Yeah. The project coordinator is kicking uh-huh. in. Uh, and that's when it does it, which mm-hmm. is so it makes sense that if you're trying to work through anxiety or work through all these pieces, this is when your brain does the work. Yeah. To be like, oh, this goes here now and this goes here now. And I'm going to and instead of just if you don't get enough of it, it just starts shoving things into a junk drawer. Yeah. And then your junk drawer becomes a junk don't closet. Do that. Don't and then do the that. junk closet becomes our garage that I really need to clean out. <laughs> and you start spiraling. Yeah. So, and the cool thing is, is you don't just go, like, you don't just go to sleep and then go into, like, a super deep sleep yeah. and then come to REM and then wake up. You actually go through, like, cycles. It's, like, yeah. three, four, five cycles yeah. while you sleep. Right on. And I will say, I'm someone who does, I'm, like, you know, that, that weird person who does really track sleep yeah. patterns. And so I can actually see at night. All the little waves as I go in and out of like super deep sleep That's and into so REM. Cool. Uh, and and you can actually track how the patterns go as to how well I've slept and how refreshed I feel in the morning. Nice. And it's also a key of when you wake up in that cycle will very much determine like waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. The concept of that, I think personally, my educated blah is is that sort of when you get woken up when you're in one of those really deep deep sleep and then you just get woken up from there yeah like that's the quote-unquote waking up on the wrong side of the bed oh yeah because your brain wasn't ready so you're cranky and so it just kind of leads you through the day in that space yeah so it's if you're able to wake up like when you are in that REM and you're like already close to being awake you wake up much happier and refreshed it's all in the timing yes so, needless to say, Ackerman is in the deepest of deepest deep sleeps. Waking someone up Ooh. in, like, the N3 or N4 stage is hard. When you call someone's name and they don't budge and don't hear you, it's probably because they're down there. Yeah. And they're, sw- they're swimming in the deep water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, that's when your heart rate and your temperature are also lower, too. It's like when you wake up and all of a sudden you feel your blood, like... Yeah, it's because you had a very low heart rate, and then all of a sudden it's like trying to catch it. Yeah, I get it sometimes. uh, If I wake up in the middle of the night and I move around and stuff, and I'll get back into bed and I suddenly feel like really, really hot. Okay, it's because like my body temperature I've noticed is just getting all out of whack because it had already lowered. Yeah, when I was sleeping, and now I've just gotten up to go to the bathroom and get more water or something. Sure. Yeah. Bodies are weird, guys. Bodies are interesting. My body gets up at the exact same time every day to go pee. Mine does not. But I will say, 
if it is a day, a rare day I get to sleep in, my body still will wake up at its time it's used to waking up at uh-huh. 530 to going, hey, I need to pee. Can yeah. I pee and they can go back to bed? Nice. So Sam tells Cam that they also found out that Ackerman's brain is making massive amounts of melatonin. Uh-huh. That stuff that you take if you want to keep asleep. Yep. That is what's keeping asleep. He's just making massive amounts of it in his own brain. So many. And that's when Daniel comes in. He found an entry in the archives about a sleeping sickness. The village blamed Morgan Le Fay. Makes sense. You don't know what something is. You find a way to explain it. Hundred percent. Usually by magic. Uh, and usually, let's face it, a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day. Fucking witches. So thinking that she had cursed the village because the village, she thought, had told King Arthur where she was when Arthur and the knights came looking for her. Right. So they have to get back into that cave. He's still determined that there is something in that cave. Yep. So Vala comes at the SGC to check with Landry to see if she's passed. Yeah. And he's like, not yet. You're going to see Dr. Hutchinson again today. And she kind of sits down and she sort of sighs and it's like, look, I don't, I don't want to get in any trouble. But like, I think Dr. Hutchinson is troubled and is suffering from Kelfinger's disease syndrome, which I did not look up. I didn't either. It doesn't really matter because you're pretty much guaranteed he's not suffering from it anyway. I mean, I, we, you could almost say, Vala could have made something up for all we know. 100%. She is WebMDing this shit. Yep. Also, never give Vala access to WebMD. No. <laughs> God, Vala's brain, man. Don't let her onto, like, any conspiracy sites. Don't let her... You know how we said just give her the internet? Don't give her the Don't internet. Don't give her the internet. Just give her Encarta. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I don't think there's any safe place for Vala on the internet. No. She'd find her way into the black into the dark web. You know what? Just give her a, a, a tablet filled with some games that you've pre-picked for her. Give her Candy Crush and stick her in a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, actually, it's Vala. Give her Bejeweled. <laughs> Something where she can wreck up treasures. Treasures. Yeah. So. Landry just suggests that maybe Vala stop playing games uh-huh. and take this seriously. And she just harrups her way out of the office. Vala, how thick is that candy shell of yours? <laughs> you gotta let these fuckers in. You have to make it through all that hair. Yeah. <laughs> so back in the cave is everyone but Daniel. Because, I mean, listen, Daniel's time is better spent in the archives, naturally. It makes total sense. He doesn't have to trudge himself out to the cave. Um, but they do get some soil samples for Dr. Ramir. So Vala is getting ready in her room. When Wolsey comes in for a visit. Oh, this is a fun part. This is a very fun part. He promises to be quick. He knows that she's meeting with Dr. Hutchinson. And he introduces himself, and that he is a representative of the IOA, and what the IOA is, and puts an offer in front of her. She really wants to pass this evaluation, right? And she wants to pass the evaluation in a way that the SGC has no doubts of her. 
in return, Yayoi just wants a little peek inside the weekly goings-ons here at the SGC. Just be a spy. They've noticed the Yayoi is still in the dark and some of the more sensitive developments at the base. Just, you know, keep us updated. Yeah. Well, I was like, spy. You, spy. you want me to spy? Spy. The uh, turncoat. And Wolsey's like, please. I've read your file. Like, you have that colorful history. It's kind of shitty because he's because he's basically insinuating, like, don't come at me like you have honor. Which I think, wisely so, is yeah. the entire point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like to know if what you thought just seeing this scene and not yet seeing the later part of the episode. So I, I knew Vala wouldn't take the bait. Yeah. I knew that much. I didn't know where Woolsey was coming from. I didn't know if it was a ploy from... Landry, or if it was a way to get rid of Vala. Like, I didn't yeah. think it was real. Yeah. But it was like, what angle? But you didn't what know angle? if it was from the IOA or if it was from. Or, or not even the IOA. I think it was just Woolsey trying to get rid of Vala. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because we know that he's he's kind of. He's proven to us with the with what we've seen with Weir yeah. that he's not fully on board with the uh, what the IOA is always trying to do. No. So I'm like, he's not coming from... He doesn't always tell the company line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was more like, is he just trying to get Vala in trouble? Mm-hmm. Or, or what's his point here? Or is it really just insider information for himself? Could be all of Do you know those. what I mean? Yeah. So back in the cave, Sam thinks she found something. It's a very, very faint energy spike. And she presses on just the right rock... And a whole rock disappears. There is a secret passage. She did it. And since she they passed all, her investigation she check. She passed the investigation check. And since really they need to get that soil sample back promptly, they split the party. Sam will head back Don't into town. Split the party. And <laughs> Sam Cam will go adventuring in the cave. Yeah. Big yike. Every time we split the party, it's not great, guys. It's always not great. That's so, all. So now back at the SGC, Vala is hooked up to a polygraph. Of course she is. <laughs> and, like, Vala, once she realizes what that machine is, is super cool with it. Okay. Everything's fine. Name. Vala Maldoran. Cool. Where have you been the past week? You know, here at the SGC? Cool. Mm-hmm. Mind you, guys, just, I'm sure most people know, this is not how a polygraph test works. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I, yeah. polygraphs are interesting because they've been proven to be really not Well, but it's also, I'm great. pretty sure, yeah. aren't polygraphs yes or no answers? Uh, well, they do ask you some questions off the top to, to, to get your baseline. True. So they'll ask you if we'll give a name, okay. they'll ask what, you know. But. But, but but still. What's today's uh, date? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's it's not necessarily, hey, the lines are squiggling, though she's lying. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. It's it's exactly, no. It's just like, oh, the heart rate's changing. But we do love, it doesn't matter if it's if it's how it works or not. Yeah. When asked, have you ever stolen anything? And she says no. Just the audio of those lines going crazy. nuts. Yeah. And here's the part that, again, lie detectors aren't the greatest 
Vala would have no trouble saying that line. No, she wouldn't. That is not where she would get caught. Yeah. In fact, I think Vala would be one of those people whose lie detector test would come up inconclusive. Oh, 100%. Because you're like, I don't know. She was kind of all over the board all the time. Well, and she's also someone who I think uh, can fool herself into believing the lies are truth. That's exactly it. Yeah. So she's like, define stolen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then the machine also starts freaking out when she's trying to say that Hutchison looks dashing. I mean, nice. I mean, not objectionable. I'm done here. This is the other part where I'm like, that's not how the lie detector works. I know. That's also not how flirting works. No. <laughs> You're not just bold lying. You're truly just presenting something but like again, that. I don't think Vala's flirting. Yeah. Well, I think she's flirting to, like, not, like, in... Not with a motive in mind. It's more just like that's where she goes to when she's uncomfortable. Yes. So Sam gets more wakey wakey pills. Yep. And Dr. Ramirez has found a parasite. Of in course, it's a parasite. Of Do you course. know why? Because, because parasites are the worst. Because everything in Stargate is a fucking bug. <laughs> the replicators. Yeah. The ghouls. Uh huh. Symbiotes. Yeah. The fucking wraith. Yeah. Aratus bugs? Needless to say, the actual giant bugs that just ate everything? The giant bugs who just ate everything? Yeah. Everything is bugs. Everything is buggy. Uh, I literally wrote more goddamn bugs <laughs> causing uh, problems. And they're not moving. It's not dead, the one in the soil. It's just dormant. Yeah. And when you put some live tissue there, hmm. it suddenly wakes up. Interesting. Good odds. This is the culprit. And obviously, Great. the locals would never, like, the locals are not to a level with no microbiology, okay? Right. So Daniel, so of course, blame it on, blame it on the witch, mm-hmm. naturally. And they're probably not one to do a, um, I just forgot the word. A trial? No. The word for, um, after someone dies, you cut An them up and say, thank you so yep. much. Yep. An autopsy would have given you a bug. Nope. No, we're not going to do that. So Daniel comes in. Clearly, he is still struggling to stay awake, as everyone is. Yep. There's another red shirt who was with Daniel that's suddenly not with Daniel. Yeah. So we're going to go look for him. And in the cave, Cam is clearly struggling. Uh-huh. Tilk suggests rest, but Cam, no, that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and so... And wow, does Cam regret staying up late watching Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. Yeah, it's like you should regret that no matter where you are the (laughs) following day. Yeah, no, you should regret that while you're watching it. I forgot that that movie existed. Uh, I believe I've been in the room while it is on a screen before, but I can't say I was watching it. I don't think I've ever even gotten that far. I do know it's Rob Schneider. And they do hear some movement down the cave, but they see nothing. Hmm. So Daniel calls out for Red Shirt. Yep. And they find him asleep in a haystack. That's not good. They report Doctor back to Dr. Ramir, and Ackerman's condition has changed, you could say. Yeah, I like that he's like, you could say that. <laughs> he's, uh... He's super dead. He's definitely no longer sleeping. This is accurate. How is that? <laughs> so take it as you will. 
um, and dramatic music fills in. So they do do an autopsy, because they're smart. Yep. And they find evidence of a ruptured aneurysm, but they also find a cockroach-sized version ah! of a microscopic parasite, ah! which is objectively terrifying. It is awful. <laughs> Regardless of how you feel about bugs, I tend to like most of them. Yeah. A bug inside your brain. A bug inside you. Just... Just period. Period. A bug inside anything. I want to be a bug inside you. I want to be in a person's brain. I want to see... want to see their brain so. work. So Kicking your antenna, you don't get too far. <laughs> Brains are required for sleeping and munching. Eating. So, up where they run. <laughs> up where they walk. Up where they play all day. In the mist. <laughs> Crawling free. Wish I could be. Eating your, your brain. brain. <laughs> okay, I'm done. So Vala slams into her room, onto her bed, and Woolsey's already in the room, which is a little invasion of privacy, but a little bit, a little bit. He assumes it didn't go well, mm-hmm. and like she's just more offended at the polygraph test right now. She's like, that was humiliating. She's super broken about all of this. She's extremely broken. She's like, that was not some test to shed light on what my character is. That was just a list of grievances and reasons why she shouldn't be here. Yeah. That was just bringing to her, and probably was, bringing up all the supposedly shitty things that she's done in her life. Yeah. She's got a lot of guilt, this one. She has a lot of shame. She's a lot of shame, yeah. Yeah. Because I... I fully believe that Vala's not one who has any regrets. No, I, I don't think it's guilt. I, I, I think you're right. I think it's shame. It's, yeah. it's just a sense of, like, I did this thing. I had to do it. Especially... It doesn't mean I feel good about especially it. Especially with her, her later speech that she sure. gives back. Sure, yeah. Um, and Wolsey tells her to consider his offer, and she's like, oh, I have. Yeah. Back in the cave, they do spot a little lizard guy. Little buddy. Who scampers off. Yep. And like, in a mysterious illness show game. Yep. Like, it's affected everything on the planet but one species. Because he's a special little dragon man. <laughs> so they're going to capture Joe Bob there. Yeah. And they're going to bring him back and they're going to reverse engineer the antidote and everyone gets to sleep. give him a name that's more dignified. He saves the entire SG team. I mean, he does get Kermit and Junior later on. I'm going to call him Kermit the Dragon. Kermit the Dragon, that yeah. works. Um, and they're too far in to get any radio signal, so they're going to have to catch Junior and get back, and I'm like, excuse me, there is only one Junior, and he is no longer with us. That's true. But Cam never met Junior, so I'm going to no. give him a pass. Yep. Back at the house, uh, everyone has very heavy eyelids. I gotta tell you that if I were in this episode, I would have died. I would have been so cranky. Well, I would have died immediately because I, I think you've witnessed this. If I'm tired, I fall asleep. Yeah. I don't care. I think I've fallen asleep at your house before after a record. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> Where it's just like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I don't have any part of my body. I don't have the will to stop. 
And I'm not a big napper, so there have been times where I'm like, just stay awake until a certain time. Because once you sleep, you're gone for the day. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm a good, I'm a good 15 minute napper. I'm a, I'm a very poor napper. Yeah. Because once I nap, I am then tired for the rest of the day. That's I don't get refreshed after a nap. Yeah, I think it depends. Like, you can take more than a 30 minute nap. I don't know, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse. Yeah. Can take like a two hour nap. So I'm can out. bartender Nick. I'm I, that's not happening for I me. I think it's more they take some of the sleep from the night and just readjust where it goes in the yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Like this game is fun. You guys can't see it, <laughs> but I'm waggling Stormy's <laughs> tail for him because he's giving me his butt to pat. So the parasite they discovered gets into your blood. Yep. And then causes you to produce a ton of serotonin. Yeah, that's not good. And then lodges in your brain Uh and feeds off melatonin. And just gorges itself. I feel like somehow if we brought this back to Earth, they would sell it as a sleeping pill. Somehow they would, and that would be bad. Yeah, it would be bedtimes. So, you don't actually, it sounds like you don't technically die from the parasite. Right. You die, in most cases, from the thing getting so big in your brain it pinches blood vessels yeah. and causes an aneurysm. Ugh. And you just can't wake up to deal with it. Yeah. The nice thing is you're asleep when it happens. For sure. I mean, what a kind way to a kill something. A ways to go? There's way worse. Asleep? In my sleep? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, and they're working... So they're working basically on ways to starve the parasite. Yeah. And as she's explaining this... Dr. Ramir starts clutching his arm. Oh, no. Falls to the floor. And is having a heart attack. So Dino grabs the defibrillator. They start shocking him. It does no good. He's dead, Jim. Yeah, the cleric is dead. Yeah. The party is about to be done for. Yeah, don't, don't. When your cleric dies, man, that's bedtimes. Yeah. So at the SGC, this is. This is, I think, my favorite Vala part of, oh, yeah. of the episode. Um, Vala is walking the halls when Hutchison finds her because she's missed an appointment. And yeah. she's like, fuck you and your appointments. What is the point of going when you've already made up your minds? Right. She's encountered this before in her life so many times. Like, she saw it in those who couldn't separate you know, Vala from the ghoul who enslaved them, who yeah. thought it was the same person. Like, she chose in that case, instead of being the victim of like, their stupidity and of their arrogance, that she is going to take advantage of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, she has been hurt so much and not trusted for so long, mm-hmm. that of course this is where she goes. Yeah. This is exactly where her, her brain goes. She's like, yeah, I have lied. I've cheated. I've stole, and you know what? I'm not going to apologize for anything. And you know what? And what? What? I'm probably going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. But this is my favorite part. Recently, she found herself risking her life for a greater cause, and maybe it's a phase. Maybe it's just a teenage whimsy. Yeah. And she she's getting into the elevator this whole time and holding the elevator open, and she goes, or maybe it's. Because for the first time, she's met someone who, in some small way, actually believes in her. Yay, Daniel. But you know what? You're right. It's probably a phase that will pass. 
Just love the Daniel. <laughs> just love the Daniel. You're just like a kid with the Barbie and the Ken and now smashing kiss. their faces together. Just kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back in the creepy murder house. Uh, no, actually, I feel like that would cheapen it. I do like that they're friends. Yeah. Who knows? Anything could happen, but... I would love the motive to not be that he wants to sleep with her is why he trusts her. Which I feel... He, I do feel like they have done enough legwork on that relationship. Sure. That even if it were next episode not saying it is yeah or that they ever do or not do or anything but even if you were to have the next episode them to then hook up i feel like they have done enough work in the relationship they have they have that it's not just hooking up for some from party sex it's you know? fair yeah there's no it's, one it's night not, stands it's not the episode where they met on the ship and yes. kicked each other's ass yes yeah uh so Sam reminds Daniel that he cannot fall asleep. Yep. But also, they cannot take those pills anymore. Because basically, nothing we do can save us. We're just going to die. Well, it's like we cannot stress our hearts out yeah. on top of stressing yeah. our brains out. They're going to have to just tough it out and keep each other accountable and keep yeah. each other awake. In the cave, Cam goes to try to capture that lizard. The baby dragon! I am, I'm telling myself it's a baby dragon. It is a baby dragon. Mm -hmm. But he fails. Thankfully, Teal does capture it in his jacket, though. Teal has done the snake with a pillowcase thing before. Oh, 100%. That's what that is. That is definitely what that yeah. is. Uh, with Cam, Cam, though, is on the ground is like, yo, I'm down. I've fallen and I can't get up. He's so dramatic about it, too. Go on without me. Just go. Save yourself. Teal'c is about to go full Samwise Gamgee in that, like, you know, yeah. I can't carry the ring, but I can there carry you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Cam's like, calm down. Only yeah. one of us can also, be so dramatic. they're very dramatic. They're both very dramatic. <laughs> That'll happen when you haven't slept. Yeah. I know you've met me. <laughs> And I have been here before, and I'm actually, this is actually, like, I'm going to call this 1030 Grace. <laughs> 1030 Grace is very dramatic. And Jesse's like, go to bed. Oh, I, I get full, I have a few times gone full, like, like, drama queen. Oh, woe is with the head. Oh, yeah. And just, like, sprawl. They're like, just, just go upstairs to bed. I can't go upstairs. I mustn't. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have the power. I can't the energy. climb those stairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's Everest. Um, and but Cam's like, calm the fuck down. I yeah. know Tritonin's awesome and all, but you're running on fumes too. So yeah, you go, leave me. Yeah, come back for me. You go get the get them started on the cure with Kermit. Yep. And then come back for me later. So, uh, Sam, back at the house, sort of collapsed to the ground as she walks. And and just to Daniel, like, I, she can't do anything. We have no clue how many hours they've been awake no. at this point. No, and at some point, the fact that they're not, like, ripping each other to shreds. Yeah. I think, and it's uh, sane. I think, I would like to think that that has happened off camera, and these people just know each other well enough, especially Sam and Daniel, to just not take the shit from each other. Well, I feel like, 
I would have loved a little bit more of like that snappiness when yeah. you're tired. Like yeah. even when your friends are like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love you, but I don't have to like yeah, you right get now. Get out. You're touching. You're too close. You're breathing so hard. Why are you breathing on me? Why do you smell so strange? <laughs> uh, and, and Daniel's like, look, you have to stay awake. But Daniel's also falling on the ground. Yeah. And that's when we see motion out the window. And just in through the door like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Big red person at work. <laughs> Busts. Guy in a hazmat suit. Yeah. Asking Daniel what everyone else is. Uh, but he collapses before you can tell him where the caves are. Sam tries to tell them, like, we can't go to sleep. We just can't do this. As they're just putting her in. They're like, shh, 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 shh. Just dreams now. <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah. Just go sleep. Shh, shh, shh. Clearly, someone missed checking a few times, and Landry got worried. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and rightfully so. But I do like the way they do this because we've had this little bit of a horror film vibe for this whole episode. Yeah, they don't clearly explain when they come in. It's just people coming in. And oh then yeah. Them in then pods. you're like, what's happening? Yeah. What is this? What is going on? I kind of love it. Yeah, and I do like the way. It gets very dramatic. It does. It gets very. And Tulk is now our only. I'm surprised it's not like uh, what is it? Chariots of Fire playing. Dun, 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 dun. As he's trying to like slow motion dun, dun, run dun, 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 dun. with Kermit the Dragon under his arm. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> um, Help me, Tulky One, you're our only hope. The plus side is that we don't have to worry about singing that song because we've butchered it so badly. You can't like, tell what it was. Can't really tell. I, I bet you there's lyrics to it. It's probably the, like the Stargate lyrics. The chariots are on fire. <laughs> the chariots are fire. <laughs> the chariots. They run so fast. <laughs> Here comes a horse. <laughs> Isn't that movie about uh, running? I don't know. Okay. I just thought of chariots. I'm pretty sure it's about I running. think you're right. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Wait, I don't know anymore. So as Teal, no, no, I see Prefontaine in my hand. As okay. Teal gets like struggling on the cave, we see like slow mo dramatic people in hazmat suits walking. <laughs> And, like, we see Teal collapse inside the cave, but he sees the light at the entrance and just constitution ups the effort ah. to stand up and get out of the cave. And as the hazmat teams are there waiting for them and they see an animal in his arms and decide to take it to the lab. Thank God they're not like, oh, God, kill it. <laughs> what is this, Teal? Throw it away. And that's where we cut to days later, I'm assuming. Yeah. Everyone is fine and awake again. Uh, the film Chariots of Fire <laughs> is about two British track athletes, one a determined Jew Running. and the other a devout Christian who compete in the 1924 Olympics. Okay, I'm done. Well, I had the running part right. Yeah, no, you were right. So, they're in Sam's lab. Cam is pouring coffee, which... 
here's the thing. I would like to say that after that experience, I'd be probably off caffeine for a little bit. Let's be realistic. There's nothing that could get me off at least some coffee in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would just change the kind of coffee for a while. Just change it up a little. Just change the flavor. Yeah. Um, because I think I've mentioned this fully. Fun fact. Don't interact with Nixie before coffee. There's no point in it. Would you believe me if I told you that I have not had any coffee today? You, I would believe. Okay. Completely by accident. Yeah. From you, I would believe. Yeah. I do like when Cam recounts the story about how he's telling Teal'c to go and to leave him and just cussing at Teal'c for like 20 minutes after Teal'c had already left. Yeah. That seems accurate. (laughs) That feels appropriate. Yeah. And... They also had some hallucinations. Yep. Sam thought she was being buried alive. Yep. That's not terrifying. When they at put all. her in the pod. Not even a little bit terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. Yep. Landry comes in then sees everyone up and rested. We learn that between the soda samples and the lizard and the research, Carolyn was able to make a serum that basically starved out the parasite. Yeah. And Cam's just kind of more annoyed that the cave was a dead end. Yeah. Um, But Daniel found one reference in the library that was useful. Yep. That leads him to Atlantis. And a crossover episode! That's my prediction. Okay. Take a drink. And if there's anything in the Atlantis database that could help, it's definitely worth checking out. And then the phone rings because they're on Atlantis. Where Daniel and Weir will finally meet, and he will see what a long-lost love, uh, not long-lost, what the love is that he was always missing in his life. An incredible badass woman who is smarter than him and can probably kick his ass at chess. Probably. Tonight, on Stargate. Real turned on by it, too. Yeah. Okay. So... The phone rings. There's a problem in the gate room. That problem is one Bala Baldoran. Losing her fucking shit. Who is standing on cases at the ramp, yelling at people to die at the gate. Like, she's never liked this SF anyway. Yeah. Style the gate. Don't make me come in there. Style the fucking gate. I'm fucking out. When SG1 and Landry come in, she's like, look, I'm fucking leaving. Like, I'm not going to stay here where I'm not wanted. Don't even think about trying to make me stay against my will. And Landry wouldn't dream of that, but, I mean, Landry figured that she'd want to stay after going all through the effort to pass the Psyche Val. Huh. she's confused. She passed. And you see the whole team have little smiles, little, little cheeky smiles on their faces. They knew all along. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Hutchinson said you have a lot of potential. And that you would make significant contributions he to the SGC. He also said you have a lot of issues, but we won't also talk about that. He also said you're kind of batshit crazy, but... However... Aren't we the all? The good outweigh the bad. <laughs> Let's not... I mean, we don't make Sam dig up her brother and no. dad issues. No. We don't have Daniel bring up everything. <laughs> His everything issues. <laughs> Yeah, he has a closet as well. Yeah, he's doing okay too in the in the trauma department. <laughs> um, so Daniel gives her, gives her a full, a f- like 
there is feeling behind his congratulations. Yeah. Like, there is pride. He, and like, he's proud of her. It's this. like his first tire. Yeah, it's not an empty congratulations. No. Um, and Vala is, you can see her shell cracks maybe a little bit. She's a little overwhelmed. A little bit. A little, little tiny crab shell just has a little crack in but it. But as her first official act, she wants to report a very disagreeable little man. Oh, look, it's Robert Picardo. Cute domestic <laughs> partner boyfriend, Jesse. <laughs> and Robert Picardo comes in. <sighs> He's like, that would be me. He, she's like, I am Robert Picardo of Stargate. I am Robert Picardo <laughs> of Stargate fame. Uh, and Planetary Society fame. Uh, apparently, Woolsey was offer was part of the test mm-hmm. to see what she would do uh, to make sure that she could be trusted. And Bala's like, well, I knew that. Yes. But were his sexual advances also part of the test? <laughs> and she, I love how she's like, no, no. Okay, no. My favorite is that everyone understands this part of Vala's humor except for Woolsey, who just He's, freaks yeah, the panicked. fuck out. Panicked. Sheer panic. It's a nice way to show, though, that he's not a complete... Like, yes. he doesn't just get angry at her. He's like, no, that's not... Like, his concern is more to be make it clear that he is not that person, yeah, not yeah, yeah. to attack her back. yeah. Um, and so Vala, after Woolsey follows Landry out, still proclaiming, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Vala wants to know when she gets one of those nice shiny SG-1 badges. <laughs> but Cam, fairly intensely. Yeah, Cam is a little rough. Reminds her that she is not a member of SG-1. She's a probationary member of SGC, and she'll be subject to intensive scrutiny over the next few weeks, months. And Daniel, like, gives him a little nod, and he's like, but welcome on board. Yeah, he's like, hey, tone it down a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit, buddy. And, uh, and, and you can see Vala, like, understanding that, I think, a little bit. Like, yeah. Vala has that moment of, like, oh, oh, shit, I do have responsibility here now. I did a good thing. I, okay, with trust come responsibility. Got, got it. But Vala says this calls for celebration anyway, which I fully agree. Yep. Uh, she wants to take Mutt to lunch. She'll, she'll pay. With Daniel's With Daniel's money. Yeah. Um, because I, she hasn't gotten her share of the loot yet. I love and she <laughs> The loot. <laughs> with all the treasure, they have that loot. All the treasure they get from their Osborne Adventures. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have to wait until she's not a probie to collect the loot, right? <laughs> and as they, they walk down the hallway and they fade out. It's like their version of walking into the sunset. Uh-huh. This is the beginning of a beautiful relationship. <laughs> and we made it with a lot of sleepiness in, in between. Um, yes. I would like everybody to know that the dogs did nap during this episode, but they are awake now. They are. They both successfully so have woken up. no creepy bugs in their brains nope. that we know of. Um... What's up for next week? Next week, we're going back to Stargate Atlantis for Misbegotten, which is technically the sequel to the last episode. Interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, we just left everybody on the ship. We just left everyone on the oh, ship. Oh, this is going to be interesting. So we're going back to that with Misbegotten. These are both good episodes because I am certain I am making this choice right now. Yes. I will give you a dollar. Yes. If we do not go to Atlantis on the next episode. Okay. 
it's mostly just me re really wanting them to go to Atlantis <laughs> in the next episode. Somebody change it so they go to Atlantis in the next episode. <laughs> the next SG1 episode. You mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. That's all I got. This Alrighty. was fun. Everyone's and still awake. Made me really sleepy, but I am awake. I know, I want a nap time too. Um, as always, you know where to find us. <laughs> This is me using my fall asleep voice. <laughs> oh, I, I can do that. On Twitter, find us at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, you can find us at There's No Place Like Tara. It's <laughs> your NPR voice. Uh-huh. It's my sleepy voice, my NPR voice. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Write us, like us, review us <laughs> on all where you find podcasts. Oh, and the thingy. Share the thing that you said. That you texted me. That you did this week with the link. Oh! You can also find us on Spotify <gasps> by searching for There's No Place Like Tara. You can also find us on Amazon the Music. Amazon Music podcast hey, thing. Whatever um, it's called. I successfully asked my Alexa to play the podcast, and then she did. Fuck yes! And it was weird to hear my voice coming out of Alexa. It's, uh, fun times. Um... I do think you have to clarify, like, the podcast, because it did start playing the song, There's No Place From Home. There's No Place Like Home. So I think you have to clarify podcast with Alexa if you're just asking her coldly. Yeah, I think Spotify lets you go to podcast and then search There's No Place Like yeah. Tara. Um... And then you can like hit the follow button, I believe. I don't know that far. I just, I just, I just heard my voice come out of the box. It's happening. It's a crappening. Um, and uh, we did it. We did it. We'll be here next week with Miss Forgotten. Yay! We'll see you next week. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye.